Hello again, twice in, in two days. Um, it's very exciting. We're giving you all the content uh, just now. Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. It is myself, John Anderson, at the helm once again. You are joining us for our Only Fins special, uh, Six Nations preview. We didn't get quite as much chance to go into the, the depths of the, the French game at the weekend, so we've decided to do you. We only only fans to celebrate. I almost said only fans there. I was like, that, that could have been controversial. Uh, joining me today, I, I, I'm delighted again. Once again, Rory, it's like, you know, imagine seeing you here again. Rory Bolton. I, I'm the, I am the proverbial bus. <laughs> and we are joined by Ian Hay. Ian, welcome. Bonjour. I'd like a good Frenchman. I'm smoking a cigarette. A cigarette. Where's your glasses? Have you got, I've, I've popped mine on for the for the occasion, but um, have we we not all got our Gaultier specs on the go here. Like I, no? I think in the last year, I've developed definitely developed the need for a reading glasses. So when the time comes, you'll Gaultier up. I will definitely get some. Oh, I mean, I think everyone should aspire to be more Gaultier. Um, but, but right, well, let's let's talk about the weekend. Obviously, from a Scotland perspective, Ian, the the big big talking point is in the back row. Um, Jamie Ritchie, former captain. Um, completely out the squad. I do wonder what he's done to Gregor's kettle. Um, is that um, is that as a result of the, the, the Wales second half, or is this... Because Richie, with the announcement of Darge's co-captain, Richie's been on a bit of a sugary peg for a wee while. Um, yes. I mean, we all know that the back row is the most competitive area of the Scottish team. Um, and I think last week... You know, Townsend had said that the captaincy had been taken off him due to that competition, um, and that he was no wrong, longer a definite starter. Uh, last week, he wouldn't have started. So I think this was really a sort of audition for him to, to prove that he's he's worth his place. Because he's been, you know, for there's been a good couple of years where I thought Richie was one of our standout performers. Um, but he's certainly, I'd say, in the last two years, not reached those levels. And, you know, we've talked before maybe about the burden of captaincy. Um, so maybe it's just time for him to you know, get back to his, his basics of what he's good at, which is being a niggly little breakdown menace. Uh, that, that's, that's, the, that's the thing, Rory, isn't it? That Richie, at his best, is one of Scotland's first choices, basically, in, in my head. Um, what, what, what's gone, gone wrong? And, you know, I, I see Alan McDonald's joining as well. Come, Alan. Um, seems to be, he's saying it doesn't seem in great form at the moment post-injury. I mean, it's an attritional position back row. Is, is Richie finding, you know, there's a few niggles there and just ha- isn't quite at that standard anymore? Well, I do have a I do have a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory on this one, having watched the game back. Oh, I love a tinfoil conspiracy. He's actually, he's actually been scapegoated by Townsend because if you look at all the all the times that it looked like he'd get penalised, it was actually Xander was getting penalised. He was going into, Xander was going into the rucks. Jamie was going in behind him. Something bad was happening. Scotland were getting penalised, but you can't drop Xander. So you just go, <laughs> Jamie's fault. Get him out. So that's my theory. Um, I like yeah, it. I think, I think uh, it's almost like, yeah, the, the losing the captaincy thing has, has kind of done for him because when he was the captain, he was kind of guaranteed a spot, even if they weren't quite sure if he should be playing six or seven. And I think now um, that he's not the captain anymore because it, I don't think it really sat well with him or certainly he didn't seem to make the best out of speaking to the referees. Um, I think we've got we've got a captain that's pretty good at that now. And I think, yeah, once that was no longer a guarantee on the team sheet, um, he has been 
his form his form's been okay, but I just don't think it's as good as as other options. How do you how do you see obviously the main beneficiary of uh, Richie's uh, demotion? Let's call it that because you know let's be clear this isn't I don't think this is a horses for courses nonsense. I think this is Richie. I think this is a dropping, um, and I wonder how he'll react to that. Main beneficiary obviously Ian is um, King Rory of the House Darch, uh, who coming in as co captain uh, alongside Finn. Um, back from injury, he's been out a long time, um, or a reasonably long time for him. He's had a few bigger injuries than the, this one, but um, great form for Glasgow prior to injury. And what are we going to see from Darge? All action. Um, you know, I, I think I've said he's he's Mish 2.0. You know, he's he's got that same uh, lethality at the breakdown. He gets over the ball very well. He's a bit faster than Mish. Um, Townsend was saying he carries the ball in an unusual way, which I was right. I'll need to watch it again. One hand, I don't know. Or something. But he's 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 faster than Watson. Uh, he's certainly a different running style than bouncing. You know, he's he's going to find a gap. Um, and the reason he was made captain is because he is an outstanding player. Um, so, like I said, Mish 2.0, uh, he's earned that place uh, through his performances for Glasgow and whenever he's played for Scotland. Even, I think, his debut a couple of years ago in the Six Nations against France, we got yeah, beaten quite convincingly, but he was excellent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this guy's made for... He's a test match animal. Oh, he went there. He went there. <laughs> we only say that on Yeah, and you're, 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 oh, you're going to get banned from OnlyFans with that sort of chat. Um, obviously, Rory, you know, we've lost Richie Gray in the, the second row, as we've talked about in the main pod, but Luke Crosby also out. So we need another back row. In steps, everyone's favourite Australian. Jack Dempsey to the fold. Um, I, I personally am delighted that Jack Dempsey is getting another run. Uh, what's your take on it, or would you prefer to see someone else in there? No, I'm I'm pretty happy seeing uh, Dempsey in. I mean, there I think of the three guys that have been selected in the back row for this weekend, Figerson was probably the one who had, um, who obviously was playing playing from the start last week and didn't didn't go great. Um, so there was an argument of who'd come in at six, but I think everyone wanted Dempsey in at eight. He's uh, certainly with the, this kind of form he, he showed, but admittedly only for like one game coming back from Glasgow. Um, I think uh, the balance is good. Andy Christie, I think, can can do line out as well. So I think it, his he's been sort of uh, scuppered by his versatility because he can play across the uh, he can play across the across the back row. He can do a bit, a bit of a turn in the line out. The line out is a is a bit worried with Richie not there. Um, I think that we are probably slightly lucky that their front, that France French locks don't seem to be able to stay on the park. Um, so you know they're but Wokey's not a bad substitute that they're bringing in, and I think it was an area of concern kind of going into. Last weekend, it showed up reasonably well in patches, <clears throat> but not sort of devastatingly convincing. Uh, with Richie out, we're we're sort of back to freaking out that the lineout's not going to work. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's toss a coin really. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing. I, I said in the main pod, uh, and I've just been told that uh, I haven't actually uploaded the main pod uh, due to. So we're using. So for for context, we're using a new um, platform in the background, and it defaults to draft as opposed to actually live. So that's the issue. I'm actually uploading it as we speak. Um, but I mentioned actually, I, I think that Vilemsa being out actually, I think France will. This is a much better second role for France, to be honest. And I think uh, Scotland might might struggle in that area. That certainly from a line out options, Wokey's a very, very talented line out operator. Um, let's talk a bit about obviously second row then Ian Grant Gilchrist making the return, the big red card machine as we named him last night. Um what what will Gilco bring and are we right to be concerned about his recent disciplinary uh, faux pas? Um, I, I don't think so. If this regards to the last point, that is, uh, there's a lot of people getting sent off these days, although not against Scotland, seemingly, uh, which is a shame that who else isn't playing, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's where he deserves to be, by the sounds of it. Um, Gilchrist, he's, the thing is, he's, he's main thing is line operator. You know, he's a, he's a big lad as well. He's not quite the Rutherland skyscraper. But I think he's a good six foot eight of him or so, um, and that is his main thing. He is, you know, he's he's meat. Uh, he's meeting the line out in the mall. Um, that's mainly what we'll get from him. He's not, you no know, all action or anything like that. He's uh, getting on a bit, but his experience and, and leadership is a uh, is another thing um, that he'll bring. Um, well, that, well, that's the thing, Ian, isn't it? That we've actually, when when we when we talk about it, and I'll come to you in a second on this topic, Rory. But when we talk about leadership, obviously, we've got Finn Russell as captain, but we've got a lot of previous captains and captains of their clubs and people people who've taken the role. You know, even just looking, you know, in the backs, you've got Sione Tupolotu, who's captain both Glasgow and I think Scotland briefly. Um, you've got Kyle Stain, who's the Glasgow captain at the moment. You know, there's a lot of leadership in there. So, was the second half in Wales a complete anomaly? And are we actually in an okay space for that that leadership position? I mean, on paper, given the number of brackets after people's names on the on the team team sheet, we're, <laughs> we're swimming in swimming in captains and vice captains. I mean, Ben White captained England under twenties, I think. You know, there's, <laughs> there's plenty. Uh, there's plenty of uh, of experience in in that kind of kicking about, and that's prob- probably what we've been what we've been lacking a bit is is a kind of an experienced core. But at the same time, um, I think Gilchrist's a kind of a bit of a, a kind of line out nose, a bit like Big Richie, and that's probably why he's in because we need someone who sort of knows how to run it. Um, and I guess if the line out fires, he'll be forgiven for. Any, uh, well, I don't. I hesitate to say any, but um, most some, uh, some. you know most, thing, most things he does elsewhere around the park. Um, it's the you know it's the line. It's a wee bit, uh, wee bit. Sorry, not to see Johnny Matthews on the bench, um, but then it's not the Glasgow lineout unit anymore. So there's less argument perhaps for for that now with with Gilchristen. Yeah, I, I, and I think. Ian, we've touched on, and I don't want to be that guy, but but I will be. Um, the the split of the certainly the starting fifteen split 
is very Glasgow heavy in comparison to our lovely neighbours. Um, is that just an anomaly? Is that just you know the way things have kind of shook out, or is that reward for maybe the way Glasgow or Edinburgh respectively are playing? Um, the latter, I would say. Uh, I mean, the positions where there's competition, um, you would probably end up, you know, if it's a coin toss, you'd pick the the guy who's playing better for his club. Um, with Edinburgh, like obviously Darcy Graham would have been a walk-in on the right wing, uh, but their season is is going okay. But um, like I said, you know, if it's a coin toss call, you go with the guys who are playing better for the club, or certainly a combination. So, you know, you don't want to break up like Green Cummings was last week. You know, they brought them in to the right. Glasgow line out, they know how to play together. That'll work fine. Obviously, Gilchrist was suspended as well, but even if he wasn't, I don't think he would have played. No. Um, and then Huey Pelotto, you're not breaking them up. Um, so I, I do think it's... I mean, as Glasgow are playing better uh, and combinations. Because the whole, back, the whole back row now is a, a Glasgow back row. Yeah. Well you, well, you mentioned, of course, Hugh Pelotto and Rory. Um, people, people having purchased tickets for this weekend, very expensive um, Six Nations tickets, as they as as all tickets now are for rugby. Um, bit of box office though. Hugh Pelotto up against the French centres, yeah, uh, Dante and uh, Fiku. That's that's a crucial battle in certainly in the the um, attacking sense. Um, who do you think will get the upper hand there and what, what can we expect to see from both combos? I mean, I think statistically, are Dante and Fiku not extremely successful as a partnership in terms of France wins. Yeah, yeah. And usually France lose if Dante's not playing, even though, to be honest, both of them did not have great games last uh, last weekend against Ireland, whether Ireland made them made them look rubbish. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I mean... Fiku's probably getting on a bit, but he is he like he's the defensive linchpin of that of that side, kind of in the way in the way that um Sione has been given that role. That's, yeah. Although he's playing he's doing it from twelve. Um I think yeah, it how 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 well the both both are kind of uh settled partnerships and how well whichever partnership is able to contain the other ones, because I think as a partnership you don't maybe see either of them going forward that much is you know that is more the key of how that team works in defense yeah um i would like to think that we'll see uh hugh Pelota come out on top just just based on based on based on form they went a lot better in cardiff than um than the french lads did in the, at home yeah uh, and they're they're away now the old uh, the old adages adages will uh will be repeated but not here because we don't use cliches like Test match animals and things like that. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to say which France which France team turns up. But, oh, there we go. Bingo. It, I mean, to be fair, the, the team that turned up against Ireland was very was quite surprising, and they weren't even away from home. So, yeah, they were pretty. Um, I think week, yeah, there, there's going to be a big there's going to be a big backlash coming. How many drinks do we need to take for you saying uh, what France? I, know, we should, I should build it in. <laughs> we should build it only for only Finns edition. That's it. Yeah, we'll end up steaming after was, twenty yeah, minutes. Few, if, if I was like really on top of my fo- if I was really on top of my Photoshop, I would do a, a weekly. I would scratch off all the ones that that were seen and bring out new ones for each oh, weekend. Oh, very good. I saw a, I saw a Tulangi, and 
I'm really surprised Jiffy didn't shout numbers at any point. I was listening for it. Oh, I, he I'm was close. He, I, was, he close. was close in the first half. He shouted, "It's on!" But I, yeah. I, I, I read somewhere that someone has basically said, "If you're a fullback with three meters of space in front of you, Jiffy will shout, it's on." Yeah. Uh, so, so. And and these days with the speed of like wide defence, it's never on. You know? It's never on. The number of times like Kyle Rowe and Duhan went went and looked and like they were free, and then suddenly there was yeah. there was like seven Welsh defenders on them. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I think uh, France will be looking to make a statement that they're not as rubbish as they maybe appeared. Um, but I mean, yeah. We've, you expect, you expect of the, of the big teams, Scotland have probably less of a hoodoo about France than than any of the other ones because we've we've played them quite a lot. Played them three times last year. Yeah, we did beat them. Um, so yeah, if you if you if you sort of say, oh well, it's France the favourites for their home World Cup that are coming, we're going to get hammered. But it's actually it's France that got knocked out of the World Cup and just got scunnered by Ireland last weekend. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe the um, they're just uh, they're not having a not having a good reaction to that. Yeah, reco- uh, recovering. We just recovering have to hope that it continues for maybe one more week because it's unlikely to go on for the whole tournament. At some point, they're going to click even without Dupont. Well, there there's the name that I was just going to come to. Seamless linkage, Ian. You're goes without goes <clears throat> without saying. Antoine Dupont, huge huge loss. But how how? I'm going to con- concentrate on the other part of the 9-10. How big a loss was Entomac last week for them? And do you think that Jalabert is actually... Uh, I, th- I think he's a very talented rugby player, but is he the right 10 for that French team? Um, well, obviously, Dupont, you're going to miss the best player in the world, who also played, played 10 last week in his last uh, game of 15s before of going off to, to play 7s. Sorry, was that Rory? Can I crack up a bit? He's taking the Mickey. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's just all round uh, outstanding player. Um, and that was like him and Intermac had such a good relationship together. Um, again, combos. Uh, Jalabert, he's one like always looks impressive when they've, I don't watch a lot of top fourteen, but you know when you see him, he looks like a good player at international level. I'm yet to be convinced. Yeah. Um, I believe he's he's more of a bag of tricks than Intermac, who often plays twelve for his club. Um, but you know, it's can he reproduce that you know club form on the international stage? Um, obviously, when you're filling in for such an established guy as, as Intermac, um, it's it's very tricky, and all eyes are on you. Uh, and then you've got Luku at nine. You know, obviously, France have got great strength and depth. But you're, everything's a step down from Dupont, isn't it? Um, well, Hamish, Hamish and Allen it, in the comments is saying, "Look, who won't play as badly again?" Yeah, he he was he was he was dug last week. But... Who was the who was the was there not a scrum half that played in the World Cup? Because I keep uh, I, like, I saw the name I saw the name Buda Buda on the bench and I thought that was him, but no, he's a back rower because they're going six two. Um, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Legaric, but there was another guy that filled in for France when Dupont got injured, and think, he was really was, good. And they never. I think it was. Lu- I think it was Luku, but it, it, yeah, I think he he was the step in, but it looked really good. But Legaric is probably the main. I'm I'm surprised he's not starting. Actually, he's a very yeah. very talented rugby player. Um, but yeah, I think it might have been Luku. Uh, Luku, but um, let, let's let's 
bring this to a close, boys and girls. Let's do our predictions, starting with you, Ian. Hey, how are are we going to be? Are we going to be happy? Happy winners, sad winners, happy losers, sad losers. How does it go on Saturday night? We'll, we'll do head hat arse. Go for it, shall we? Um, yep. What a good idea. Head says, head says we we lose narrowly, like we tend to do against France. Um, Hart says, well, one another thing we had, we need to stop conceding early against them. The, the game we won, uh, I said at the World Cup, we're not like 20 nil down at one stage, or I remember we conceded sort of two or three early tries, certainly. Um, so we can't give France any kind of lead or you know, let them build up any confidence. Um, Hart is that uh, you know, another Frenchman gets sent off, um, and you know, things click nicely um, and become out on top quite comfortable winners, which I th- we have the skill set to do so. But obviously, it will take it will take uh, France sort of imploding. Um, ours is we concede early and we, you know, make mistake after mistake chasing the game and the likes of Penel will just pick us off because I think they've still got such I mean, yeah, so much danger in that team those wingers are incredible uh, Ramos at the back you know he's not going to miss many from the tee so discipline's going to be very very important there as well Rory similar similar thoughts for you yeah head, head I think is uh, is sort of two three two three point game could go either way we may well come out on the wrong end of that unfortunately um Hart is basically first half against Wales, but we managed to sustain it for maybe another 20 minutes. I can't see us doing an 80-minute performance yet. Um, save that for the middle round. And Arse is obviously a full 80 of the second half, <laughs> in, in which uh, in which France get a bonus point, we get no points, and tournament's over. Tournament's over, yeah. It's scary to think week two tournament could be over. Um, yeah, for, for me, I, I, do you know what? I'm going to be a wee bit more positive, believe it or not, than you guys. You. That's shocking, I know, from my perspective. Uh, I head, I think we are going to win this one, and I think we're going to win it more comfortably than we realise. Um, I think this is a seven-pointer for Scotland, um, possibly even with a bonus point. Um, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think both teams are going to go out and play rugby, which... Uh, you know, looking at the fixtures this weekend, I think it's going to be easily the most entertaining rugby match of the weekend. Um, given you know England Wales is going to be a attritional kick fest of epic proportions. So you know, if you've got a sore neck, um, take your medication now because you're going to be looking up at the sky. Um, and Ireland will absolutely batter Italy, of course. Um, no, no doubt about that. Um, so I think it's going to be a good game. I think Scotland are going to come out top in a, a high-scoring game. Uh, Hart, we, yeah, as you said, you know, that, that for, I think what we really need is Scotland to convince the more sceptical fans out there that they've got, you know, a 60 to 80-minute performance in them. Uh, and it was very close against Wales, and I think just the scale of the claps, um, referee aided, of course, but the scale of the claps has really put people a bit uneasy. So, Hart, we sustain, as you rightly say, Rory, sustain a, a first-half performance right the way through 60, 65 minutes and really give France nothing. Discipline-wise, again, Ian, you're spot on. It's really important. Ours is, it's got, it, this one has the potential to, to go 
the other way. In France, a couple of early scores, we see that same kind of shell-shocked reaction that Scotland were doing in the second half. Leaders kind of struggle a wee bit, and I just don't want all those Roman Platts online to be proved right. So yeah. that's really what my arse would be, them being proved right, and then my mentions going absolutely nuclear. So that would be the arse for me. So I, but I think I think we've got a, a really good chance. I think we'll win uh, the weekend, but uh, it's going to be a great game. Um, looking forward to it. Um, if you've got any thoughts on your predictions for the game, obviously just you know post us in the comments. Hit us on Hugh Dan if you are one of the patrons. Uh, hit us. I'm putting this out to everyone. So if you're wanting to be part of the OnlyFans community moving forward, this is part of the Patreon, um, Patreon um, kind of offering. Um, it would be the right word. So get yourself over at patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast and £3 a month gets you OnlyFans content, gets you, uh, we've done what, another 40 minutes last night, Rory, on the podcast, give or take, for Hands in the Ruck. I got exceptionally angry about quite a few things. Um, you know, there's a lot of content out there. We try to do specials uh, with, we get interviews with players, not the not the international players, because the SRU occasionally don't like us very much, but we do try and pick off players that maybe are not under the draconian control of the governing body. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of content over there. Scottish Rugby, uh, Scottish Rugby Podcast on Patreon.com. £3 a month gets you that content. Head on over uh, and see what you can see. Otherwise, we will be back next week to review what hopefully will be a glorious Scottish victory against uh, La France. Uh, so, pending that, I will say goodbye for now. It's goodbye from me, goodbye from, or au revoir from Ian Hay, and au revoir from Rory Baldwin. Cheerio, yeah. then. It's French for cheerio, I don't know. Yeah, cheerio. <laughs> <laughs>